Brothers and sisters, the Holy Spirit has spoken to me, I believe, and, and has brought me to continuing a, a brief, if you will, um, a part two to what I was just sharing or what I just posted. Um, so this is also important. I shared with you the authority that we've been given to be cautious and be wary, try the spirit of all things in all things that the Holy Spirit will guide you and be cautious in that there are things that are being done and said out here and it's said that the Spirit of the Lord will come out into this plane of existence and he will pour out his Spirit. That being said, understand this, and I've shared this with you before, you must listen and understand and not just hear what I'm saying. Listen to what's being said. I've shared with you before, there's a difference between hearing and listening. You can hear and tell that somebody is speaking something, but if you're not listening, you're not going to understand what they're saying. It's kind of um, similar to uh, if you hear someone speaking in the other room, but you're not privy to the conversation, you can only hear the mumble, mumble, mumble. That's hearing. You know that somebody's talking, but you're not able to listen to what's being said because you can't understand. You can't hear it. It's the same thing with listening to what's being said. Listen to the truth that God imparts. You have to listen to the words that are spoken so that you can not only physiologically hear, but psychologically hear and understand. There's a difference, and that ends the difference. Hearing your physiological part of your body, you're going to hear the words moving, and that you're, uh, you have what's called in your ear, you have these small bones, and you have the, the uh, eardrum and you hear the vibration, so you're able to hear that there's sound coming in. But sometimes you need a hearing aid so that you can listen to the words that are being spoken. So allow the Holy Spirit to be your hearing aid and hear with spiritual hearing and not just the noise. Listen to the word. So I'm sharing that to say this. Is that with that pouring out of the Spirit of God that Satan is going to also work to counter that and he is going to be very adept at his camouflage and he is really good at it. Um, I alluded to this before when I was in the military is that we had in a certain area of this world we had what's called sappers. And these individuals were so adept at camouflage. They were so good at what they did that many times... And many places they got within the, the, the barbed wire and they were able to detonate explosives inside and many of them actually, they were so zealous at what they were doing. They were, they were suicide bombers. They packed up explosives around their body and they would come in and then they'd pull the cord that would cause it to fuse once they got inside, but they were so good at it. Satan is really good at camouflage. He's a tactician. He's good at it. He's very good at it and causes sometimes for those that even claim to be believers that they will either give up their position, they will give up their, um, they won't use the authority that, that has been given to us of the Lord. They won't use it or they walk away from what they had believed in for a long time, or they become frightened and saying that Satan is too powerful, that Satan is like God and they can't face him. But here, let me remind you of this. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all 
the power of the enemy. Who is the enemy? The enemy is Satan. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. So that was spoken of our Lord Jesus, who gives us that authority, gives us that power, but so many give it up. They just give it up. And make declaration of, oh, my joy has been taken, and Satan has taken my joy. No, you gave it up to him. The Bible tells us constantly be joyful in all things, be thankful in all things. We must do that. So I'm going to share these brief things. This is going to be a part two of what I shared already because this is important. And we will find that that I just shared with you that is in Luke 10. Verse 19, then we go over to Luke, chapter, pardon me, chapter 11, and we go to verse 9. And the Lord tells us, and I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given, be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock. And it shall be open unto you, for every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Important to remember that Jesus is being very emphatic here. And he tried to teach this to the Pharisees, and they didn't get it. But this is important to know that if you ask in righteousness and faith, and you ask the Lord, He'll provide. It might not necessarily be in our timing or when we see that we want it to be done, but he will provide. In verse 11, if a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he be, will he for a fish give him a serpent? And, or if he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Our Lord is telling us to be cautious of what we do and how we say and how we act. Further reading in verse 13, And if ye, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father Give the Holy Spirit to them that ask. Okay, that's very important because there are many, 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 and there are some that I am acquainted with and have come in close contact with that declare that the gifts of the Spirit are no longer necessary and that God doesn't use them anymore because we are in a modern day and age and there's so much technology that we, he doesn't need them. Well, let me share this with you that have shared that word. And I'm telling you this an admonishment for that. And I rebuke that word because God says nowhere, nowhere in his word where that will happen. The gifts are, of the spirit are available to anyone that will ask. Just like this verse is told you right there. All you have to do is ask. And he will share them. 
And nowhere else in the Bible does it say the gifts of the Spirit are not used by God because, hey, it's a modern day and age, and I know that time is coming when you're going to have all this technology and you're not going to need it. You're not going to need them. I share with you that that is false testimony and false doctrine. God will always provide. And let me share this with you too. When you speak in heavenly language, you're not going to know what you're saying because we're not in heaven yet. So you're not going to understand. And to some people, it sounds like gibberish. Well, of course it will because you don't speak the language. But don't build a barrier just like we do with other members of this plane of existence. We do that with others that don't speak our language. We make fun of them. We belittle them. We degrade them. And we even become very uh, prejudiced against them. Even to the extreme point that we sometimes become racially motivated and we become racist toward them. Prejudice doesn't always make you racist, but you can become that if you allow it. Do not allow these things to increase in your thinking. And I say that because God always will provide. And when you speak in heavenly language, the minions of hell nor the devil himself can understand you because he does not have the capability to understand that language. Be righteous, be truthful, and be upright in it. And it's similar to speaking in code which is what they had the code talkers in World War II were speaking Navajo and other native languages that and they became code talkers but they spoke their native language and those who were trying to eavesdrop on the radio because frequencies all you had to do is turn in the frequency and you can hear others speaking I found that to be so when I was in the military. All you had to do is turn into the correct frequency and you could hear it. But if you were speaking code or you didn't speak the language, you couldn't understand what was being said. It's the same thing. Satan and his minions cannot understand heavenly language or heavenly code. So for us, it's similar to speaking in code and he won't be able to understand what we're saying. So it's very important when you have a priority prayer that you let go and you let the Holy Spirit guide your speech and then you speak that way and it's not intercepted or interpreted and you're not able to eavesdrop on what you're talking to God about. It's similar to an operator giving you a direct line. So furthermore, in Luke 17, when Jesus was continually trying to continue and share with the Sanhedrin when they were talking about him specifically, and they accused Jesus of speaking and doing all that he was doing by way of the devil. And know this, and this is powerful. I'm going to add this to the other. In Luke 11, 17, but he, knowing their thoughts, Jesus, being able to understand what they were thinking and trying to do, because many times he would mumble out loud, but he knew their thoughts. He could read their thoughts. He said unto them, every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and a house divided against a house falleth. That means that when you have a nation that is fighting against itself from within, that nation will ultimately fall. 
It cannot survive because you have separate portions that are trying to do everything that they want to do and you are divided against yourself and you will fight. Does that not sound like something that's going on right now? Breaks my heart. It is what's happening right now. Members of government, members of the citizenry that are fighting and warring against each other and how do they expect that this nation is going to be able to withstand things. And then when the devil comes in and starts taking and doing everything he's going to do, sadly, because this nation was founded by our founding fathers as one nation under God. Indivisible. With liberties and justice for all. And then you had those members of society that decided that, oh, we don't want to like that because they don't look the same as us. They don't sound like us. They don't talk like us. They, they don't understand our language. You can't even read for crying out loud. So they decided to change all of that and take away liberties and take away the justice for all. And they divided this country. It has happened and several times through our history, but it is still part of our history. That doesn't mean that you can erase it and make it all. It doesn't go away simply because you erase history. Those individuals with that zealous attitude or that zealot attitude are what make the problems. Being like-minded, one spirit, under God, listening to what he says, the reason that... and. And just like the example that's given by Jesus being on the cross, and he was so heartbroken, but God couldn't look at him because he had taken all the sins of the world upon him, so which he was going to do for us anyway. And God momentarily turned his back on him. But then Jesus said, it's finished. God turned back. And then he looked down at all those who were standing around and mocking him and spitting at the foot of the cross because he was up on the cross and he couldn't spit up there. But they were doing all of that and they were throwing things and declaring a mockery. Come on, jump down, save yourself if you're the only begotten son of God. Jump off that cross. And what did he do? He looked up to heaven and he wept. And then he looked at them and he said, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. They didn't know because they decided not to believe that he was indeed the Messiah that came for the very purpose that they orchestrated or they thought that they orchestrated. So he called for their forgiven. And further reading in Luke 12. In 12 verse 4. And I say unto you, my friends... Be not afraid of them that kill the body. And after that, have no more that they can do. But I will forewarn you that whom ye shall fear, fear him which after he hath killed, hath power to cast into hell. 
they though, yea, I say unto you, fear him. What is Jesus talking about? He's talking about the enemy, that you fear the one that can take your soul and take and cause you to perish. That's the one you fear. You're not saying be fearful because remember, previously we were told that we have authority. So don't become fearful. You have fear. I mean, it might be a scary thing and and minions that he sends after you. And they can take you and put you in prison and keep you there until you starve. But you know what? God is still with you. Have faith in God. God promises to be with you whithersoever thou goest. And this is very powerful and very important. Are not five sparrows sold for two farthings and not one of them is forgotten before God? But even the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, ye are of more value than many sparrows. Also I say unto you, whosoever shall confess me before men, him shall the Son of Man also confess before the angels of God. Jesus describes this time that's coming that there are going to be those who are going to try to bring you before the ones that they have declared unto authority. And that you need to be cautious of that thing, but not to fear it, not to be fearful. Remember, brothers and sisters, fearfulness takes you in a misstep. If you allow fear to govern your senses, your feelings, it will cause you to misstep. Brothers and sisters, I pray for you every single day, my going out, my coming in. So it's important that you remember these things that I've shared with you, that it is the word of God, his truth and his knowledge and his wisdom that I share with you always will be that and nothing more. I've shared a word with you before called hyperbole. Things that are made up in order to make the story better. None of that's here. It's only God's truth, his knowledge and his wisdom. Only that. 